Hello, welcome friends. Welcome to another edition of New Kingdom Realities, and I'm your uncle Edusa. And so we'll be looking at um leading of the spirit part three. And just before we start, let us have a word of prayer. Praying for Ephesians chapter one. I'll read from verse 16. It says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, and the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards world who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. Let's pray. <laughs> Let's 
And I just want to praise you, Lord. I leave my hands to say, I love you. You are everything to me, and I exalt your holy name. Exalt your holy name. Exalt your holy name, O Lord. And I exalt your holy name. I leave my hands to say, I love you. You are everything to me and I exalt your holy name exalt your holy name exalt your holy name Exalt your holy name, Amen. Exalt your holy name, Exalt your holy name, Exalt your holy name, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Once again, welcome to another edition of New Kingdom Realities. Hallelujah. And so just as I said earlier on, we're looking at um, a teaching series, The Leading of the Spirit, Part 3. And today our emphasis will be on the inner witness. Hallelujah. But before then, let's just take a recap of what we've been doing so far. We looked at um, the leading of the Spirit. We looked at how the fact that the primary reason of the leading of the Spirit is for God to lead us into living a godly and a holy and a righteous life. Amen. As we see in Second Timothy, 
Sim, você conta se multi. Alright, a first Timothy. First Timothy, we read from verse chapter 4 from verse 8. He said, For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. Hallelujah. We look at Titus. Look at Titus chapter 2 from verse 11. Say, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation and appeared to all men, say, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So, look at how that the fact that the primary reason of the leading of the Spirit is for, for the Spirit of God to lead us into living a sober life, a righteous life, and a godly life in this present world. Hallelujah. I will sing that. Another reason again, another primary reason again, secondary reason for God, for the leading of the Spirit in our lives, in the life of the believer, is the purpose of Him guiding us and leading us into all of the truths. Hallelujah. And what truth? Into all of the truth of redemption. As we see in John chapter 16, so in John chapter 16, I'll read from verse 13. Hallelujah. He said, Albeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. So what this place is trying to tell us is that the, the only primary reason is that he will lead us and guide us into all of the truth. What truth? Into all of the truth of redemption. Hallelujah. Into all of the truth of what Christ did for us, uh, in, for us, as us. Hallelujah. So we'll be looking at it. We'll be looking at it for what Christ did for us and, and for that he did for us as us in his death in his burial and in his resurrection and consequent ascension into the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we look at into teach us unto all of the truth of redemption. Hallelujah. One reason is the part B. And, and he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. On a primary reason of the purpose or on that reason again for the leading of the spirit in the life of the believer in the life of the church as it were is for god to show us things to come hallelujah you see i believe so strongly that the life of the believer is not lived by mistake the life of the believer is not lived by accident it is lived by purpose hallelujah it is lived intentionally in other words before anything happened the believer is in the know what is about to happen, hallelujah, that is the right and privilege of the believer in Christ, hallelujah. So we looked at all of these things, and so we looked at how that, and, and the other time, that's in the leading of the Spirit, part two, we looked at the primary way in which God leads us is through the written word, hallelujah. You know, when God gives us the word of God, in the word of God, we are able to see what is just and what is unjust, what is godly and what is ungodly, what is righteous and what is unrighteous. And by so doing, we are able to follow through. Hallelujah. By so doing, we are able to follow through. We are able to follow through these things. Hallelujah. We are able to obey the word of God. We are able to obey the word of God. And by so doing, we are following the leading of the Spirit. Let me put it, let me just put it clear. Let me just quickly strike a balance to it that, you see, when we, are, when we read the word, when we study the word, we meditate upon the word, we put the word of God in our hearts. It's not that we are being, we are living, even we are, we are living by, by, by written laws and conducts. No, it's just that man is born as a tabula raza. You understand? Man is born as a clean slate, empty. 
But when as man begins to grow, man begins to interact with his environment, begin to interact with people, he begins to get influences from different sources, from school, from workplace, from different sources, begin to get influences here and there. And by so doing, he needs something like a guide. But when a man is not born again, is not believer, now decides to live by the precepts, by the word of God. You see, the word of God now comes in handy to him, now comes in hand to him, and by so doing, he's able to follow through what is pleasing and what is not pleasing to God. Hallelujah. He sees these things in the word of God, and by so doing, meditating or not, he's now beginning to, or how be it, the leading of the spirit in the life of the believer is primarily an internal thing. Hallelujah. It primarily comes from within the believer. Hallelujah. It's not necessarily from the external, but only comes from within the believer. And that's what we are going to see today. The inner weakness. Hallelujah. The inner weakness. Hallelujah. So let's just let's let's just keep studying. Looking at the leading of the spirit part three. Looking at the inner weakness. Let's read. Read Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter eight. I'll read from verse sixteen. He says, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. I'll read from verse 15. He said, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Hallelujah. So our focus, our emphasis, verse 16. He said, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The New Living Translation puts it this way. He said, For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm, I like that word, to affirm that we are God's children. So the the, the, the first and foremost thing that the spirit of God in the heart of the believer does to the believer is that he affirms to the believer that that believer is a child of God. That that believer is jointed with Christ. That that believer is no longer is has not has no longer received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but now has now received the spirit of adoption, whereby he cries, Abba, Father. So that is the first thing that the spirit of God in the heart of the believer does is to affirm that the believer is a child of God, is a child of God. Is a child of God. God has now become his father. He has now been refathered. Hallelujah. He has now been refathered. Hallelujah. So we now see that what the spirit, the what zone that can now make us to now coin a definition for the inner witness. The inner witness is the spirit of God in the hearts, in the hearts of the believer that affirms or refutes information exposed to it. Hallelujah. So we see. No, we look at it this way. We talked about that. How that you see, when we study the word of God, we see things that are obviously written for us not to do, for us to do, you understand things for us. Written love, for example, reading Romans. Romans chapter. Read Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. I read from verse 8. 
owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Hallelujah. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So we see that way. They're talking about national commandment. So, so there, there, there are various things written in the word of God. We look at it again in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, where it talks about the works of the flesh. Hallelujah. See, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelations, and such like, of the which I tell you before, and also told you in temper, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So there are things clearly written in the word of God for us not to do. That helps on our decision making. That helps us how to relate with God. That helps us how to relate with our with with our fellow um, with our fellow individuals. But then that brings us to the concept of there are other things that are not expressly stated in the Word of God. I will explain what I mean by that. Is that you know even as we now begin to grow in our work with God, in our service to humanity, in our service to the brethren, in our service to mankind. <coughs> as we now begin to grow in our work with God, now we need to discover that there are some other things in which now begins to call for our attention, now begin to call for our decision, and these things they ought to be prayerfully and spiritually made. The decisions ought to be prayerfully and spiritually made. For example, I put it this way, you know, for example, I put it this way, you know, you know, the truth of the matter is that every step that is taken out of love is a step that is taken in the wrong direction. Every step that is taken out of the Spirit of God is a step that is taken out in the wrong direction. You see, man, the innate nature of man is for him to be selfish. Self came, self was brought about as a result of the fall. But you see, but by virtue of the new birth being born again we are not being born by the spirit of love so you see there now comes that conflict between our selfish desires and we following the plan of god hallelujah so you see for example we want to the the, the desire to marry or not to marry the desire to marry to whom we marry or to whom we will not marry the desire whether to travel out of our country or to remain in our country to a better country where they've defeated poverty and all of that, the desire to marry the richest husband or the desire to marry the richest wife, the desire to go for a higher degree or not to go for a higher degree so that I can make more money, you understand, the desire to, to venture into any business venture that will, that will yield more money. You see, these things, they are all legitimate reasons. They are all legitimate reasons. There's none one of us that will not want something more out of life. When I mean something more out of life, that will not want more, you don't want to be more comfortable, want to have more money, want to have more degrees so that you can have more money, you want to marry a very rich person so that you'll be financially secured. You want to you want to travel out of your country so to a better country where you'll be you'll be socially secured. You know, these things they are all there. But then, but then, 
But then you see these things as gen as genuine and legitimate as they were, they can draft us from the will of God and from the purpose of God. They can draft us from the will of God and from the purpose of God. Because I said earlier that if step taken out of love is a step taken out, is a step taken in the wrong direction. So for us to know, for us to be assured that this step that we are taking, though legitimate, though genuine, but is still in the will of God, we have to lean in the spirit of God. We have to trust the inner witness. That's where the inner witness now comes. So the inner witness is not the spirit of God in our hearts. Now affirming that this thing you want to do is the will of God. This thing that you want to do is not the will of God. So if it is the will of God, we pursue it. If it is not the will of God, we restrain from it. How be it irrespective of how beautiful or how glorious that the thing is. Because the word of God says, it said, There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Traveling out of your country to a better country may actually be a way that seemeth right. But by the end thereof, by the time you take that step out of the will of God, you might now see yourself in the way in the flesh. And by so doing, you see yourself struggling, and in the end, that produces will be death. Hallelujah. But when you take steps, when you take decisions that are based on the leading of the Spirit, that are based on the inner witness, you see that what? You are now, you live a life of peace, you live a life of triumph, and you live a life of victory. Albeit, <clears throat> because, you know, even as our Lord Jesus Christ told us, that the life of a man does not consist of the abundance of wealth in which he possesses. That is our God. So, so your life does not consist of the abundance of wealth in which you possess. It does not. In fact, what really matters in life is not what we enjoy, but what our life produces. Amen. So look at it. So that inward witness is not what now, now affirms. So whenever you want to not do anything, you see, maybe you want to go to Lagos, you want to go, you want to go to a country like, um, like Australia, for example, you want to go and settle there. You see, Australia is not written in the Bible. There is no place in the Bible where it is written Australia. But if it is the will of God, you take it to the God in prayer. And when you pray, that Spirit of God now affirms that it is God's will for you to pursue, for you to travel to Australia, or whether for you to remain in Nigeria. Hallelujah. So, because, you see, God cannot be talking all of the time, like when I mean talking all of the time, I mean the inward voice. You just hearing voices up and down every day. No, 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 no. But in the way in which God leads us is by is in our hearts. The little steps to take, the little decisions you make that shows that ensures that you are in the will of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at it in First Corinthians. First Corinthians, I reach chapter three. First Corinthians chapter two, rather, I read from verse nine. He said, "But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love Him." 
But God had revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. So what the Spirit of God in the heart of the believer does is to search out those things that belong to the believer. Those things that are the will of God for the believer, the Spirit of God searches it out. Amen. Let's continue to read from verse 12. From verse 11, he said, For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what this place is trying to let us know is that the Spirit of God knoweth no man, except the things which are of God. So the things which are of God, which are in the heart of the believer, the Spirit of God searches it. Reason. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 20. Let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20. I'll read from verse 27. It said, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation puts it this way. The Lord's light penetrates the inner spirit, exposing every hidden motive. Hallelujah. <coughs> Hallelujah. Because there's a tendency. There's a tendency for us to, to be selfish. For us to desire those things out of our own hidden motive. Not because we really want to do the will of God. But those things, they can pierce us and they can drift us from the will of God in our lives. But what the Spirit of God, what the inner witness does to us is that it affirms it and it refutes it. It affirms whether this is the will of God. This is not the will of God. This is the will of God. Pursue it. This is not the will of God. Refrain from it. Hallelujah. And by so doing, by so by when we obey the, 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 the inward witness, we have peace. Another, the, 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 the tendency, the, the little test that we are following the inward witness is that it comes with peace in our hearts. But when there's turmoil in our hearts, when there's turbulence in our hearts, is a pointer to the fact that what we are not following. It's a pointer. That means it's just a pointer to the fact that we are not following the what the leading of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at an example. Look at Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. This is when Paul was being taken to Rome. Hallelujah. I'll read from verse 1. He said, I'll read from verse... I'll read from verse... Um, from verse 7, he said, And when we had sailed slowly many days, and scarce we had come over against Snidios, 
The wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete over against Samoni, and hardly passing it came to a place which is called the Fair Heavens, nigh whereunto was the city of Nessia. Now, when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with with hurt and much damage, not only of the laden and sheep, but also of our lives. Amen. The Spirit of God in the heart of Paul, picked Paul, and he perceived that there was going to be a danger. And that's one of the things that the leading of the Spirit of God, the inner weakness does to us. It tells us that there is danger. It tells us that there is peace. In fact, that Kenneth here again, who I'm following, a man that's going to be with the Lord of blessed memory, he says something. He said, the light is always green until it turns red. Meaning that in our walk with God, in our way following the leading of the Spirit, that it is always green in our hearts, that is peace, until it turns red, danger. When it turns red, danger, it means for us to be careful and not to follow. But let's now see what now eventually happened. In verse 21, it said, But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hacking unto me and not have loosed from Crete. And not have loosed from Crete. And not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. What eventually happened is that there was no eventually loss of lives, amen. But there was not eventually a loss of sheep, there was loss of property, there was loss, there was destruction of property, but there was no loss of life. Hallelujah. In conclusion, the inner witness, which is the spirit of God in our hearts, that affirms or refutes information exposed to us, tells us that the step that we are about to take is a step of peace, which is in the will of God, or a step of danger, which is not the will of God. Hallelujah. And my time is up. God bless you.